Welcome to episode 100 of the Maybury Devotional, entitled Fear Not. It's only appropriate that as I'm recording this the Thursday before Halloween, we'll be looking at season 4, episode 2 of the Andy Griffith Show, The Haunted House. And I'll be looking at scripture from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. While there never was an official Halloween episode of the Andy Griffith Show, most fans consider this one to be close enough. As our episode starts, we see Opie and Arnold walking through town with their baseball bat, glove, and ball, talking about who the best baseball player is. Arnold thinks that Whitey Ford is the best, while Opie argues that Mickey Mantle could hit anything that Whitey threw. Arnold decides to pitch the ball to Opie, imitating how Whitey would have thrown a ball that even Mickey Mantle couldn't touch. When Arnold pitches it to him, Opie ends up hitting the ball into the old Rimshaw house. Both boys are afraid to go in because of the stories that they've heard about the house being haunted. As they approach the front porch, they hear a noise from the house that scares them away. Meanwhile, back at the courthouse, we see Otis locked up, and it's time for him to be released. Barney isn't too keen on just letting Otis leave without doing some investigation on whether Otis, well, whether he's really sober. Barney's idea is to get Otis to jump rope, as he feels that this will prove whether or not he's fit to leave. However, it doesn't work out according to Barney's plans. Arnold and Opie enter the courthouse, and they explain how they heard noises at the Rimshaw house as they were trying to retrieve Arnold's ball. Andy tells the boys that he'll get the ball back for them and they just need to stay away from the house. Barney thinks that Andy should have made the boys go back to the house to prove that it's not haunted, but Andy thinks that really it's not safe enough. Andy suggests that Barney go and, well, all of a sudden, Barney starts to find every reason not to go. Andy's not able to go at the moment because he has a call coming in and Barney says that he needs to be there to give Otis his sobriety test. Barney finally says that he's going to go, and when Gomer comes in, he recruits Gomer to go with him. When they arrive at the Rimshaw house, Barney tries to send Gomer in by himself, but ends up having to go in with him. When they open the door to the house, they hear noises, and they take off running also. When Barney arrives back at the courthouse, he tells Andy what they heard, and Andy says that after his call that he, Barney, and Gomer, they'll go back to the Rimshaw house and get that ball. The next scene shows the three entering, and, well, they quickly find the baseball in the floor. And Andy looks around the house a little bit, and as he moves, Barney and Gomer follow right up on Andy's heels. Andy goes to look around, and Barney and Gomer stick around the front room, and as they walk around, Gomer ends up falling through a panel in the wall. When Andy comes back into the room, Gomer mysteriously reappears, and they start looking around the house again. As they come to the fireplace, they notice the picture of Old Man Rimshaw above the fireplace. As Andy walks away, Barney notices that the eyes in the painting are moving as Barney moves. When Andy starts looking at them, they go back to normal. Andy wants to go upstairs and look around, and he sends Barney and Gomer downstairs. However, they only make it to really about the front part of the doorway to go downstairs before they chicken out and come back. As Andy returns, he hears noises as Barney knocks on the wall, and he notices the eyes of the painting this time as they're looking at him. When he knocks on the wall, he hears someone or something knock back, and they all scramble to leave. After they make it outside, we see two men come out of a hidden passage, one of them being Otis, carrying a bottle of moonshine, and the other one being later identified as Big Jack Anderson, a well-known moonshiner. As they talk about the Rimshaw house being a good place to run a steel for many years to come, they get scared as Andy has started making an axe float and, well, he becomes the eyes of the painting, which sends these two men running outside also. Barney, realizing that Andy hasn't come out yet, summons up enough courage to go back in and look for Andy, 
and he sees the axe floating and sees the eyes in the painting, and he almost passes out. Luckily, Andy comes out and relieves Barney and lets him know that it was all him. He informs Barney that he's found a steel operating in the house and they need to bust it up. The epilogue shows an alcohol control division agent pulling into the courthouse and talking to Andy about the arrest of Big Jack Anderson. As Andy is telling him of what good help that he had for the arrest, he takes the agent inside of the courthouse to find Barney jumping rope with Gomer on one end and Otis in the cell holding the other end. The scripture I want to look at today comes from Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee where whithersoever thou goest. This passage comes in the first part of Joshua, as Joshua has taken leadership over the nation of Israel after Moses has just died in the last part of Deuteronomy. Now, what has Joshua got to be afraid of? I think he was afraid of being the leader of such a great people. After all, Moses had been their previous leader who brought them all the way out of Egypt. Moses had talked to God on many occasions, and at the end of Deuteronomy, it said that there wasn't another prophet like Moses in Israel, and he was called to talk with God and led the people out of Egypt. Now, that's some big shoes to fill. Joshua, he could have been afraid for the battle that lie before him, as they were almost in the land that God had promised them. The commentaries I read put Joshua around 60, maybe 80 years old, somewhere around that neighborhood, when he took over command from Moses. So I think that maybe Joshua was afraid of dying before he made it to the promised land. He might have been afraid of failing. He might have been afraid of the people not following him, or might have been afraid of God not helping him along the way that he helped Moses. In verse 5, God tells Joshua that he will be with him, the same as he was with Moses. In verse 6, God tells Joshua that he will be the one that will lead the nation of Israel into the promised land. In verse 7 and 8, God tells Joshua to follow the law of God that was given to Moses and be obedient and be faithful to God's law. And when he did this, it would lead to success. Our verse, verse 9, is a reiteration of God's words to Joshua of encouragement and commitment. God was promising Joshua that he would remain with him. Now is up to Joshua to fear not. In the Haunted House episode, we see that Arnold and Opie were told by Andy and Barney that they had nothing to fear because there was no such thing as ghosts. Barney stands firm on this until it's suggested that he go to the Rimshaw house to retrieve the baseball. Then, the fear that he told the boys not to have suddenly enveloped him. Andy tries to tell Barney that he doesn't need to fear the old Rimshaw house and later takes Barney and Gomer to the house to look at it. One of the greatest moments of the series happens near the end of the episode when Barney and Gomer are outside and they realize that Andy is still inside. While Barney is still afraid of what's in the house, he has a greater fear that something has happened to Andy and overcomes his fear for the moment to try to go rescue Andy. Now, what are you afraid of? You know, maybe spiders, snakes, rats, clowns, thunderstorms, enclosed spaces, heights, public speaking, or maybe just rejection. And, you know, it might just be that instead of a fear, like a full-blown fear, you've just got a severe aversion to things. I'm not afraid of snakes, but I'm not their biggest fan. I won't kill a snake unless it's a copperhead or a rattlesnake. Last month, I found a snake skin in my building that was about five foot long. It was a snake skin of a black snake, so I didn't bother to try to find it and kill it because, well, it'll keep down the miles population, and I've always heard that black snakes will eat copperheads too. So I'm okay with him sticking around, if he pulls his weight. 
I'm not afraid of spiders, but those I do have a serious aversion to. And, you know, I hate to say it, but if I see one laying around, I'm going to kill it. If I see one making a web, I'm getting rid of it. Unless maybe it's a grande long legs or a golden orb spider. Now, those are just kind of neat. But when I hit a spider web, I become like most people. I become like half ninja and then half break dancer when I run into a spider web. Clowns don't bother me too bad, but, you know, as long as they're kind of staying away, pretty much I just think they're annoying more than anything. I love thunderstorms and love to go outside and take pictures of them. Until that big crack of thunder happens, and then I'm high-stepping it back to the house like I'm trying to escape a minefield. Enclosed spaces bother me a little bit, and so do heights. So, naturally, what do I do? I volunteer as a firefighter, and I get into scuba diving as a hobby, where, at times, visibility can be limited and make you feel like you're in an enclosed space. Public speaking doesn't bother me, although sometimes I do get a little nervous at the beginning, but it works out in the end. Rejection can be a fear on many levels. We can fear rejection from people, and for that reason, we might not want to talk to somebody new. We can fear rejection at work, and for that reason, we might not take on a new task or ask for something new at work. Or maybe it's a fear of failure. We don't want to try something new because we're afraid that we'll fail at it. It might be a new hobby or a new job. Maybe you don't want to take up playing the guitar because you're afraid you won't be any good. Fear is, well, in its right place, it can be a good thing. It's good to have the right amount of fear for bears and rattlesnakes. That type of fear can keep us safe from them. But then there's also that reverent fear that we have, such as a fear of fire or fear of heights. Something that, you know, we use, we have to do, but we, you know, kind of stay away from. Hopefully we're not letting some of these fear control our lives, because we can let fear control us sometimes. If we do, we can miss out on many great opportunities. A fear of lightning and thunder will make you miss out on a beautiful storm that passes through. A severe fear of fire can mean no campfires, no marshmallows being roasted, no s'mores. A severe fear of heights might mean that you've never ridden in an airplane before. Maybe you've never ridden in a hot air balloon or you've never been skydiving. Joshua was able to overcome his fear and be obedient to God and was able to see the promises of God fulfilled in his life and the lives of the people of Israel. Barney was able to overcome his fear and was able to enter the Rimshaw house to try to find Andy. Now, what might we do to overcome some of our fears? Try to think of some fear you have and what you can do to overcome it or work through it. Now, if you have a fear of heights, I'm not asking you to go out there and try skydiving. But let us think of something little that you might be able to enjoy more because you chose to fear not. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. And I hope you'll join me next week as we'll be looking at Season 4, Episode 3, Ernest T. Bass Joins the Army. Until then, thanks for listening.